0: You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories music from a variety of Canadian artists and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with His. The title of this episode is, We Can Do This. Are we stronger together? For many, many years, I had the privilege of traveling to different countries, together with teams of teenagers and young adults, to work on building projects that would be helpful to people who lived there, to do disaster relief, and to participate in ministry of all kinds. One summer, I was privileged to take teams from Manitoba and Ontario to the country of Jamaica for a two-week period the teams would be doing repairs of all kinds on homes and other buildings. It was exciting to see the teams come together and realize that the best way to make a difference in the two short weeks we were there was to be as collaborative as possible. The leaders from Ontario and I were so impressed with not only how excited the teens were to be in Jamaica, but the deep desire they had to make a difference while there. We stayed at an elementary school on the north coast of the island near to Port Maria, slept in classrooms on army-style cots, and ate outside on the basketball court of the school at makeshift tables and benches. Fresh water was a precious commodity, and so having a shower was possible on a three-day rotating basis, and only with cold water. I marveled at how the teens on the teams did not complain and with great joy and excitement were willing to tackle the projects laid before them. Another thing that we as leaders were impressed by was how quickly the teams melded and their desire to collaborate on all that lay before them. The first project we were going to work on was cleaning and painting of the school we were staying at together with building a wall to protect the children when they were playing in the schoolyard from the busy highway nearby. It was delightful to see the teens get their tools and then head to the area they were responsible for, singing and joking all day long as they worked hard in the heat and humidity that Jamaica has to offer in the month of August. Some days the humidity was so thick we often referred to the air as thick enough to eat and at times we felt like we were being suffocated by it. The teens, however, were not daunted by these conditions and finished the school project after our first week in the country. Our second set of projects was to repair several homes that had been destroyed by a series of storms that had whipped over the island during the last year and a half prior to our arrival. The teens were divided into seven teams— and each team was assigned to one of the homes that needed major repairs before the families could return to living in them. Some homes needed new roofs, doors, and windows. Others needed a concrete foundation so that the home could survive any possible hurricanes that might take place. Needless to say, the teens banded together with great gusto and worked hard, hoping each home would be ready for inhabitation before we would leave Jamaica. The home that needed a new foundation and siding was the largest of all the homes we were working on and sat in the middle of the row of houses we were working on. Once the repairs needed on this large home were agreed upon, our contractor advised us that the house would need to be moved in order to make a new foundation. And then, once that foundation was ready, the house would need to be moved onto it. What? What? There was no way that we had the funds, the time, or the equipment to move a home once, never mind twice. As leadership, we began to discuss our options and realized that anything we came up with was way out of our budget and virtually impossible due to where we were and the limited amount of machinery and expertise available to us. One of the leaders decided we needed to be as creative in our problem-solving as possible and began to make a whole host of hilarious options of how to deal with our need to move the house two times before all the repairs would be completed. Needless to say, there was a lot of laughter, but it was tainted with the reality of not knowing what we would do and how we could complete the house so the family that needed to live in it would be able to do that. After several bouts of laughter, this leader then proposed the following idea. What if we took all seven teams of teens and their leaders and then moved the house as a whole group, like physically move the house? First off of the present foundation, and then when the new one was complete, move the house back onto the new foundation. I could hardly believe my ears, Use teenagers and their leaders to literally lift a house and move it? That would never happen, as it would put the teens in too much of a dangerous position that could result in serious injury or death, and there was no way we all were strong enough to do it. After a lot of conversation, we as leaders sat with the idea prayed about it, and decided that in a few days we would have another discussion on what to do. The day came to meet about our house-moving dilemma, and one leader was convinced the people moving the house plan was the way to go, and would be an incredibly bonding experience for each of us, as we collectively worked together to do what seemed impossible. Well, somehow I became convinced this could work, And that evening, we told all the teens what we were going to do. The roars of laughter, followed by cheers and chanting, we can do this, encouraged us as leaders that the teens were on board and moving a house would be the order of the next day. I prayed hard that night for the safety of all of us. And then the next morning, as we prepared for the move, prayed with the whole group for safety and the strength to move the house. So, off to the house we went, and after very explicit instructions from our construction leader, we all got into position around the house, and then, on the count of three, lifted the house and moved it where it needed to go. I could not believe what I was experiencing. A group of teenagers not only strong enough but working so well as a team that an entire house could be lifted off of the ground and moved to where it needed to be until a new foundation was poured. The screams of delight, cheers, and high-fives shared between us as we celebrated our victory were followed by prayers of gratitude for keeping us safe during such a bizarre experience. Now it was time to get the foundation and siding replaced in record time, knowing that once again we would need to lift the house and move it. Watching the team work diligently day by day to get the house ready for its new foundation caused such pride to well up in me. Here were teenagers, often maligned for being lazy and selfish, giving up their summer holidays to work hard in the extreme heat and humidity, so that a family could once again enjoy their home. It was all I could do not to cry while I watched them. Then the day arrived to move the repaired home onto the lovely new concrete foundation we had poured just a few days earlier. Once again, our construction lead had us surround the house, gave explicit instructions on what to do so that we would not injure ourselves, and then on the count of three... We lifted the house and carried it onto the new foundation. Again, the teens screamed, laughed and cheered once we heard the words perfect as the house came down on the foundation and would now be home to a family. What a sense of accomplishment and pride we all felt. By working together, we had not only moved a house once but twice and we did it as a team and safely. Even as I tell you this story, I marvel at how strong each teen was. Not only physically, but in their sense of how collectively we could accomplish this task. I love that they had a can-do attitude and were willing to follow our lead on such a crazy idea. I also am extremely grateful that no one got hurt as we carried out this crazy idea. For I could not imagine not only telling a parent that their child got hurt, but also needing to tell them how it happened. The song Enough by Amanda Lindsay Cook talks about how Jesus is enough for us and all that we need. Amanda was a part of Square One World Media many years ago and is now a well-known singer-songwriter living in Los Angeles, California. of a- A Scoop of Life is a production of Square One World Media in Winnipeg. Square One exists to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people around the world through media. Using producers, speakers, and writers who are culturally appropriate to the people group they are trying to reach means that each media project is relevant and impactful for audiences around the world. To learn more about Square One or to support this project, visit Square One World Media Being a part of a team of teenagers that worked together and literally lifted a house and carried it was an experience I will remember for the rest of my life, or at least I hope so. The experience taught me that we are stronger together than we are apart. This experience also taught me that when we work together on meeting a need, it is easier to meet that need and also a lot more fun than trying to meet a need alone. And this experience taught me that being a part of serving others brings life to us and that being selfish does not. Finally, this experience taught me that God gives creativity, ingenuity, and strength to accomplish more than we ever perhaps thought possible. When Jesus was on earth, he wanted his followers both then and now to know that we are stronger together than apart. Paul, a follower of Jesus Christ, wrote these words in the book of 1 Corinthians 12, comparing us working together as being part of a body, and that a body works better when all its parts work together. Let me read verses 12 to 27 from this chapter, as found in the New Living Translation. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, Would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it, and if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Where can you and I join together with others to make a difference in this world? Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E, not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.